Yeah, what's up, guys? Welcome to chapter two of our interview with CPP's running mate in the 2012 elections and also the Grand Tuahema of the Doma traditional area, Nana Akusia Frimpoma. We hope you enjoyed chapter one. And Charlie, let's dive right in. Chapter two. Yeah, so our very own Nana Akusia Frimpoma contributed to Barack Obama's victory in the 2008 elections in the States. Yeah, you heard that here first. Um, Nana, you've been there in the States. You see how they vote. They vote on issues, serious issues. They don't vote on petty, petty, petty things like we do here in Ghana. We vote based on tribe. You can use a bag of rice or T-shirt to lure someone to give them your vote. Um, do you think that democracy is the right type of governance for Ghana? Yes, I think the the, 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 the the democracy itself is just, what it simply means is that everybody has the ability or the right to become whatever they want to be, say what they have to say within the within other people's right though. And, and democracy is that everybody has a voice, everybody is somebody, everybody matters. That for me is very important. It is the structure by which it is set up that makes all the difference you understand the democracy that we have today as i've told you earlier is not helping us because we don't have working institutions that's what it is not that it is not there but the institution is also there but it's the 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 executive power overrides everything now you get you just spoke about voting on issues and giving out Little things like T-shirts. Before somebody votes for you. First of all, let me just say this clearly. That job I did in the U.S. for almost a year, I never got a cent. It was purely based on voluntary. That is why they say that. There's no force as powerful as the heart of a volunteer. When somebody says, I believe in something, I'm going to do it. The money adds on, everything else will add on. But the, 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 that force that is moving the person, you can't measure it with anything else. And that is what we need to get to in this country. You see, I am not one of those people who believe that uh, something that white people do it this way and Ghana for a say, and so maybe we are stuck with it. No. All you need is someone to come energize the people and get them, ignite something within them because we all have it. Every single Ghanaian has conscience. Every Ghanaian wants to make sure that it's right. We are all there. Nobody, even the people accepting the bribes and doing the wrong things, they know it's wrong. And they would wish in their hearts that they wouldn't do it. Do you know why I know that? Ghana is supposed to be the most religious country in the world, isn't it? Yet, by the Gallopos, yet, and, and on Sundays, we go to the most church, uh, Fridays, the mosque, the tradition, everything, you understand? Yet, we are also the world's worst place for the disabled. The, the contradiction there shows clearly that we are not disconnected to what we believe in and the things we do, or who we, we really would want to do versus what we are really doing. There's a gap. So what it simply means that once we have the, that basic innate desire to do what is right, and know we can do it because once you have God, you know that there's a power higher than you. You know there's an ideal situation. You know that you can have anything. You, you see, God is simply that higher place, that ideal situation, that place where you can get what you want. That's why you go to church. When you have a problem, you don't give up. 
you know that God can help you. You, you, never, you understand? So it's not, it, you don't take somebody and go and kill someone. You know that God, you can, if you, if you, if you pray, God will help them. So that's also an avenue for people who have faith. It means that we believe we can get something better. Maybe the method and the route we're using, that is connects from after praying, not doing what we need to do. That makes all the difference. Nobody ever gave me a t-shirt. I bought the t-shirts when I was with Obama. Even the posters, you pay for them. You indeed, you make your contribution. At the food that I served, the people were coming to my house were my own food. Water, the cook, I, I didn't have. Sometimes we just take everything we have to make sure that when somebody goes and comes, the person gets water to drink. Those are not things that came from the Obama's office. Do you understand? And it's not like I was not by any means anything that I have. You understand? So I'm just trying to let you understand that that's, over years, because they build their own democracy based on their own institutions and structures, the mentality of the people can now be focused towards issues. Because like I'm saying, if you have, if you own three houses within a year or two or three or four years as, um, as uh, a parliamentarian or a minister or as a president, you, 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 it's very clear that your children are in school outside. Meanwhile, your income... Somebody's going to ask you questions. Somebody is going to investigate you. Somebody's going to look at the background because one person is... If the press doesn't do it, the police will do it, the FBI is going to do it, the CIA, somebody's going to do something and somebody's going to ask for the quest answers and, 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 and questions and the answers will come. So the institutions are working. Yeah, it's not like that. The democracy that we have in Ghana is very good because you can't say democracy is a human human rights. You, you, you are important, you have ideas. So I can't sit here and say, I need to do everything and I know everything. No, 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 no. You have, no matter who you are, you have a contribution to make. And no matter who you are, you are a Ghanaian. And no matter what it is, if I'm going to be at the top and I'm going to make decisions for you, you should be able to have an input. It is how it's been structured for me that needs to change a little so that we force people to look at issues. If Ghanaians were looking at the issues, we won't have a problem. They'll be like, like me, I'm, an, uh, I'm from the voter region, so I should vote for NDC. Or I'm from uh, Manchia, so I should vote for uh, MPP. It shouldn't happen that way. The, the, it will be based on what is Nana saying, what is uh, President Mahama saying, what is... Um, Green Street, it be green, oh, green. What is he saying? You understand? You will listen to them. Look at who is likely, like I'm saying, which, who is likely to come in, that's who, whose statement will support you. Not only that, but if you let even the person you love sit down and Ghana will move forward, why don't do it? Even if it's just for four years. Because only one term is what we need. All it needs is one term. Don't need, it's only nine months that delivers a child. It's only one action of a Ghanaian. It is that moment that you make the choice. It is your power and your thumb. If you are going to continue to give that one to your tribe because you belong to a tribe and still not have your child in school, that is called stupidity. You understand? Because your child is not going to school. That person's child is in the US. That person's child is in Dubai. That person's child is in London. Your child can't even afford SS. 
And when your child is out of SS, he can't even, even if he doesn't go to SS, he's stuck in the system. If you won't listen to who is going to represent those children for you, so that you also can be placed somewhere in life, and you stay there and say you hate a particular tribe, for me, that is mediocrity, that is a, 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 a little mind. That means that we are not thinking as a people. But you know what? I, I, I think that we will get there soon. This time, this election will be different. People will begin to listen very soon. Now, the race has not started. When the race starts, people will listen. People will look at their situation. They will listen to others because they are beginning to... Be, I don't believe people are stupid, though. So even if the person has behaved like he doesn't really mind, it will get to a point where he, he himself will know that, no, no, no. Me too, I'm somebody. Me too, I matter. Me too, I am. I, I, God created me in his image. Me too, my children matter. Me too, my grandchildren should matter. So I will do something, even if it's not for myself alone, for the children and my grandchildren, they're yet unborn. I will do something for them. And that is when, when you get a pe people to reach that level, that is when the right thing happens. Because they will be, do the things they believe in. And when you do things you believe in, what it means is that you do what you know is right. And what you know is right is that you listen to the person and give it to the person you know who can deliver. At least you will give somebody a trial. You won't say, say, no, 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 I'm ask for me. I'm always, if, because there were people who were forever CPP. See, that's why I believe Ghanaians can change. Before NDC, we only had MPP and CPP. Oh, that one, it was not even MPP, I've forgotten the name. Matimi, uh, uh, even Buzia's time, it was not MPP. Buzia's time, it was PMP. UP, 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 UP. <laughs> you have UP and you have CPP. Those, it is the UP that has become MPP. So that one, they, 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 they are intact. However, there was nothing like NDC. But NDC found its way into Ghana politics by finding its way into Ghana politics. You understand? I don't want to do any dirty politics here. People know what I'm talking about. So basically, what I'm saying is, you need to have someone get the message to the people. I don't want to blame NDC and MPP too much. We ourselves who are outside MPP NDC, we haven't done much work. And the Ghanaian, you can't blame because if he, the options that are available to him is either A or B, he has to take one. But if he really presents a third option of, and, 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 and get to him so that he can think, because the Ghanaian can think, he will also take pick the one that he think is right for him. Everybody's not going to be able to pick, follow you, but you must be able to articulate your message and take it to the people and let them understand. Like, we have a simple... For me, I don't believe that any child should be left behind, not just in rhetorics, but in real, real, real um, substance in terms of opportunities for, for the youth. We must create that. And it's all based on the fact that the youth doesn't even believe in themselves. You understand the youth believe, look at what you are doing as a young person. I'm sure you have, you've had some exposure outside Ghana. And, and, and that exposure might have motivated you and inspired you in a way to come back and do something that the, the, the Ghanaian youth might not even think it was possible. You understand? Meanwhile, you didn't invent this. It's already there. It is just that you have taken it and canonized it, made it the Ghanaian way to solve it in a way that you think you can also contribute your quota. That kind of exposure is what has helped you. Now, for the Ghanaian who hasn't had a, 
has not traveled and it's been in my village for all these years. All he knows is NDC MPP. If you go and tell him something, say, oh, politics is here, me, papa, and I say, yeah, 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 CPP4, or as for us, we are uh, MPP people, or we are, we are that's on political, NPP, NCP, no, we, are, we are MPP or NDC, then they vote along those lines. Meanwhile, he's, like I said before, he, can't, he, can't, he has never even seen a dentist in his life. His eyesight, he's getting, even if he gets blind or something's happened to him, there's nobody to look at. There's no, not, no, no nobody there who would even look at his eyes and say that, listen, you are having this, you are having that. So how long can any human being continue like that? If you take that message to the human being and make him say, listen, I, when I come in, I'll do A, B, C, D. And you're able to convince me and say, listen, maybe some people have bought you promise and never delivered, but okay. If you don't have what you are looking for, obviously, you, either you didn't know you, you, you deserve it or whoever was in there hasn't given you. Common sense should tell you that if I say I can do it, at least I'm offering you something. The first offer is my promise. The other person is not even permission. So he there, he's not there, it's not even an option for you. Your brain can tell you to give me and give me a chance. So we also have a responsibility as smaller parties or as other people outside these two major parties to go in there and let the message go to the people. And that is exactly what Green Street is doing now, underground. He's taking the message to the people and people are sitting here. Very soon we will hear from the people. We will realize that some people within that small, 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 small polling station communities are beginning to realize that there's an option. It's an alternative that they should vote for. Like you spoke about uh, Abu. Abu came in at a very late in the election. There, there were no structures. When he came in, the, the CPP PP, PP had completely collapsed by MPP, uh, by PPP. PPP had taken over every single structure. All the officers and all the executive, national executive, constituency executives had all gone with PPP. So if you go to anywhere, there was no CBP person you find there. There was no office and there were no executives. So no matter what message you say up there, they will like it, but nobody else follows up with them. And they will not just get up and vote for it because they don't even know, oh, you speak well, you make sense. But somebody must come after you have gone to them in my village and be able to talk to them, show them, and continue the message. If you don't have that, so that is what they call organization. If the organization is not there, then you will not get the votes. And you will think that Ghanaians don't want to change their mind. It is because we don't have that organization. And that is the organization that needs to be put in place. And that is what we are putting in place now. Wow. That, that was a whole lot. Um, you talked about volunteering in the States. And yeah, I'm so into volunteering too. You know, I like volunteering. But you have an NGO which has done things in the past and is still doing some things even now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your NGO and some of the projects that you are undertaking? Thank you. Um, the NGO is just a name I put on it, okay? Because either you have in Ghana an organization that is um, for purposely for business, 
or one that is just to contribute to support people. And you either register along those lines. So I registered an NGO. But basically what it was was that it was just, I should have called it Nana Fimpoma Foundation. Because all I did was put my 120%, what I have, what I don't have behind that system. I was not, I didn't even see it as an organization. It was just me possessed. I had a certain obsession that maybe at a point was bordering on something else. I just could not see a young person who needed to move on stuck in a system. My, I came back from the U.S. earlier with a sister who had died. I came down because my sister died. Her name was Dr. Marianne Okine. She had an infection, a viral infection from a patient when she was administering help. And she was pregnant. So I think she was very vulnerable at that time. So she really went into coma. For the longest time, she was in coma for months. In fact, she delivered in coma. And that period that she was in that state, the Ghanaian did so much for Ghanaian children. Those who collected pennies to contribute to go and support, to take care abroad. I was in the U.S. at that time. When I, when I heard it, it was late. I called somebody that I don't know whether it's important to call. <laughs> I called Nanajima Rollins at that time. In fact, I called her through another member of the 31st December Women's Movement. Her name was Mrs. Edith Hazel. She was the national, I don't know whether she was the organizer or something. She was in the U.S. and I met her and I told her, so listen, my sister is in this state and really needs to move out. Because I never heard until later, about five months, my father didn't, nobody, they didn't want me to know that my sister was in that state. She then called Nana Rollins and immediately she acted. And so for her intervention, she was taken to the U.S. and to London. Indeed, when Nana Rollins went to London, at the airport, she went to visit my sister and gave her flowers. Even at the airport, when she was met, she asked them who I was, but then I was in the US. For me, I always appreciate that thing she did. But then it brought to, me, to the fore, to me, it brought something to my, some reality that was very difficult for me to deal with. And that reality was that. You don't need to have these kind of connections. You don't need to know somebody for you to get the help you need as a human being and as Ghanaians for that matter. Here is a doctor who has had infection from treating a patient. And that doctor can't get the help because there was, at that time, they needed to get, I think it's MMR or MRI or yeah. some equipment that was, I asked them how much was the equipment. At that time, it cost $5 million. And because of that equipment, they couldn't scan her brain to know exactly what was happening and what to do. So everything else was like on a trial basis and um, everything, they had to take the, 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 the test outside Ghana. It's just an impossible thing. Do you understand? And, 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 and for me, 
Anybody who has a problem in the U.S. can enter the hospital in the U.S. I had an, a, a baby who was a pound 12 ounces. That anywhere, because again, I see what pong baby. It means uh, not even a six months old baby. But my baby is today a graduate who is working. Do you understand? Because of technology, because of the available equipment in the U.S. It is not the brain. It is the equipment. So I came back with that commitment to set up caring kids, to be able to help Ghanaian young people believe in themselves and know that we don't have to go through situations like that. That we ourselves can use our God-given brains to create the equipment, create the, the situation, the solution for our problems. We don't have to die here simply because there's not an equipment to look through. It has to go to the U.S. Because the Ghanaian doctor is supposed to be one of the best in the world. And let me tell you this. I had a friend that came to the U.S. He was a doctor. He was a pathologist. He came there, went to do pharmacology, and then decided to go back to do medicine again. When, and he had to do a three-year program. When he went for his interview, he hadn't practiced for a long time. So he said the question they asked him, he couldn't answer one or two properly. You understand? Like, how would you treat this this problem. And you know me want to say that in English, but meanwhile, he's a top pathologist. He was a pathologist for almost eight years. He has done a PhD in pharmacology when he came there. But for the longest time, he hasn't practiced. He knew he wasn't going to be hired. But when he finished the interview, what the guy the the the, the interviewer who was also a professor in that university, it was a teaching hospital, told him was that, you know what? You really didn't do well in this section. It looks like you've forgotten a lot of how to do the treatment, but I'm going to consider you for one reason. First of all, he had gone to George Washington, said because you are from there, but that's not the main reason. The real reason why I'm considering is because you're a Ghanaian trained doctor. He says, every Ghanaian trained doctor who has passed through my hands or have worked here, have worked here, is one of the best because for some reason, you people stay there. And because you don't have a lot, you are the surgeon, you are everything. You are the dentist, you are, you understand? So the, the Ghanaian doctor, and meanwhile, there will be no medication. So you are always improvised. So the people are so ingenious in their approach towards this. And they, I don't know whether it's the way you, uh, the, your school is set up, but they are so brainy. That's what the doctor said. So I'm taking you here because you're a Ghanaian trained doctor. And that is the truth. The Ghanaian trained doctors, when they get the opportunity, are usually the best. It is the equipment we don't have. And the equipments are as a result of technology. And technology is a result of the human mind at work. And the human mind is what we are talking about. It's education that starts with its exposure. So basically, if you want to be able to get what you want to get, you just need to give the, train your youth and give them the opportunity so that they can compete in a world that it belongs to all of us. Where we are and what we are today is the reason why some of us are in politics. And so the NGO was started on that basis to give the Ghanaian youth an opportunity. So we started going to the schools. I, I formed what they call the... Um, uh, Sponsor in mind because I came home with computers and I set up a center in my house where I would let young people come in there and learn the computer. When you come and you read, then I make you go on the computer just to encourage the neighborhood kids. So every weekend, you'd have the watchmen and all the boy children were there in my house. I give them food. They were, so they were not young people, they'll come. 
And then I realized some of them, and this is, I'm not saying my son learned, and he was so brainy. But there was a young boy, be some uh, watchman boy, who could beat him in some memory game. The guy, when you put that thing, see that memory game, when you, 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 you be there, then it will come on the screen, and then you have to go. Yeah, yeah. That boy, within a short time, the boy was beating everybody. Bah! So I realized that these people, is just exposure. That's how I started. But then I realized they can't even read. So we added the reading as basic. So I did what they call the sponsor in mind. And that took me to a different level altogether. Every school, public school I was going to, the children were failing because they couldn't read. So we had that program. And then we also, like I was telling before, I, we, you, you, the, the white person is not there who he is because God loves him more than us. It's because he has adopted more of God's principles more than us, period. And those principles are the ones we call success principles. Integrity, setting up goals, dreaming, believing in yourself, uh, knowing that you can be everything you want to be. Knowing that you can be everything you want to be is the highest faith, you, is the highest thing you can do to God. Because God has created you in his image to become the best. So believing that you can be the best is a service to God. And then the steps that you take, putting your thoughts on paper, planning, are all part of the process. So that is the principles that we decide to teach young people. So I set what they call the excellence clubs. At that time, we were at the height of uh, HIV. And it, 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 it was killing my heart to know that young people would have fun. Like the way we, when we're growing up, we, most of us maybe didn't have as much fun. But the young men, the boys those days, they had their fun. Any small mistake was the end of a person's life. So we added that. That was a passion for me. So I went to the schools forming excellence and abstinence cl uh, clubs. For me, it is not to scare a boy or anything, but to let him dream big dream. When you have a big dream for yourself, that's the volunteering spirit. And you ignite that spirit within the child. It is called the giant that lies within all of us. When you ignite that giant, it will show you what to do. You would find a solution. You will know what you shouldn't do. You will know where you should go, where you shouldn't go, because you know where you want to get to. When you know where you want to get to, it is you that knows where you shouldn't go. It's as simple as that. So help a person dream, set up his goal, and then he himself will say no to the things that will keep him away from where he wants to get to. So it is the big yes that keeps us away from the nose. So that is how we set up our club. So in the process, I got obsessed. Anywhere you find a young, anytime I went to Doman to do a program, I'll come there with a borrowed petrol. Because somebody is going to come to the house whose child is staying home and all the person needed was maybe 150 Ghana, 50 cities to be able to go and pay an admission or something. By the time and by the time you finish that, so I set up everything. I've done so much I can't even tell you. At one point, I took 147 children, youth, back to secondary school. Wow. Most of them have fin are in the university, and some of them have finished today. There's a girl working in this house today. She's a beneficiary. I didn't even know. She's she's waiting to go into nursing. But she got some of that package that I sent. I never know them. I don't know their parents. The, the first program, I, their boys I helped to go to school, the people who are doing their masters, people that would have thousands of people across the nation. I had a center that was doing weekly programs for young people who were stuck in the house. Those were the time that people went home for two years before they go to the university, no matter how brilliant you were. And for me, I thought it was a crime against humanity. You understand, to give young people stay home after two years of secondary school. School, then they have to stay again before they can even get admission to the university. Today, all these things are correcting itself because of the private institutions that have come up. And, and, and I feel like 
we haven't done one tenth. That is why individuals doing things in Africa, in Ghana, is a little difficult because you have to put all your strength and your own. No situation, no, nobody is going to even recognize you or support. No, the system hasn't been structured like in the US. If you are doing something like this, even people will donate to you because the donation is tax deductible for them. You understand? The system in Ghana has not been structured that way. And I made a commitment, which maybe, I, I'm not saying was folly though, but I based it also on my belief system that we Africans can do. So I never ever applied for fu for funding for anywhere in Africa. Because I didn't think African money, anybody's money to come take care of our children. We can ask for money for bridges and money for schools and things, but for helping our children believe in themselves, reading, those things should come from us. But did I get the support locally? No. So <laughs> in the process, me, myself, almost collapsed, you understand? But then if you do things from the depth of your being, no matter what the system itself will lift you up. And that's how the system lifted me to the CVP level. So many powerful words there. It looks like Nana Akosuya Frimpoma, CPP's running mate in the 2012 elections, has so many things to say to the youth of Ghana and also to the people in general. Um, so many powerful words there. And we thank you for listening to chapter two of our interview with her. And chapter three will come to you in a couple of days. We thank you for listening to the Department of Sound. <laughs>